0: Welcome to Madison Labor Radio. Labor Radio is dedicated to bringing news, information, and cultural events focused on working people and the labor movement to the Madison area and surrounding communities. I'm Scott McCullough, a member of the Wisconsin Professional Employees Council, AFT Local 4848. Thank you to all of our listeners. Your support helps make Labor Radio and all the great programming on WORT possible.
1: Hi, and I'm Victoria Gutierrez, a member of SEIU Wisconsin. Today we hear from CUNA workers as they walk the picket line, get an update on the SEIU Wisconsin contract at Meritor Unity Point Health, plan to join the teachers for a rally for education, and much more. And if you like what you hear, please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of WORT and Labor Radio.
0: Workers at CUNA Mutual Group struck at 7 a.m. this morning. Labor Radio was there. We got the power! We're trying
2: to power! Union power! Who's got the power? We got the power! We're trying to power!
3: Union power! Who's got the power? We got the power!
4: For the first and only time in the 80-year history of unionization at Cuda Mutual, workers went on strike. This strike is an unfair labor practice strike. The union is claiming that the company is violating the rules of collective bargaining, including the firing of Chief Shop Steward and Bargain Committee, Joe cancer Catherine president of the OPEIU, put it this way.
5: Welcome, members.
4: Moville emphasized that it is the company that has refused to bargain in good faith, sending people to the table with no authority and proposing little or nothing to even approach the legitimate needs of the workers. Joavica, who has been fired by CUNY Mutual Group and as chief shop steward and a member of the bargaining team, was clear as to the steps the company needed to take.
3: What do we want? Yeah. When do we want it? What do we want? fair When do we want it? Now! Yeah. What do we want? fair When do we want it? Now! Yeah. That's right. More than 400 days that we've gone with an expired contract. My name is Joe, I'm the chief steward of our union. I worked at CUNA Mutual for more than four years. You know, what we've been fighting for, for the last 15 months at The Bargain. We've also been without a pay raise for more than two years. And in that time, inflation has gone up by something like 15 and a half percent. So we are making 15 and a half percent less than we were two years ago because we've gone without a pay raise. CUNA Mutual Plans, what they've done, they've refused to bargain in good faith. They've refused to meet with us. They've refused to provide us information that's legally required. They've attempted to hide contractors by changing their job titles in our workday system from contractor to consultant. And that's why we're here. That's why our membership voted 92% in favor of an unfair labor practice strike. We did that because we have to show them that what they're doing isn't right, what they're doing is illegal. They need to get back to the bargaining table. They need to bargain a fair contract. And I'm so happy and, and proud to stand with our uh, my coworkers, with our community. Wonderful to have the support of so many different organizations with Meritor nurses, with Starbucks workers See See yeah! See yeah! See
4: The strike has received strong support from both the labor community and the community at large. Wisconsin afl AFL-CIO President Stephanie Bloomingdale, along with uh, Kevin Gunlock, president of the South Central Federation of Labor, Christ, uh, Christine Newman Ortiz of Watchers de la Frontera, and many others joined the press conference this morning. Today, the picket line will continue from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., and again on Monday, from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. On Tuesday, the Building Trades are sponsoring a grill-out. All are welcome.
3: What kind of power? Union power. When working families are under attack, what do we do? Stand up, fight back. When working families are under attack... What do we do?
6: Stand up,
3: fight back. When working families are under attack, what do we do? Stand, Stand up, fight, fight back. When working families are under attack, what do we do?
4: Stand up, fight back. Labor Radio will keep you informed. We'd like to thank Abigail Evans and Sean Hagerup for the material in this broadcast. I am Frank Emsbach for Madison Labor Radio.
1: CUNA workers went on strike today, but last Tuesday, some community members tried to talk to CUNA management with little luck. Greg Jaboski reports.
2: CUNA workers represented by the Office and Professional Employees International Union Local 39 went on strike today, but in a last-ditch attempt to persuade management, community members had taken action at CUNA headquarters earlier in the week. On Tuesday, at noon, at CUNA's sprawling office complex, about 25 members of the Madison-area labor, faith, and civil rights communities tried to deliver a petition that demanded, among other things, good faith bargaining between CUNA Mutual and its union, and to reinstate fired union steward Joe Avica. The online petition had gathered 2,400 signatures and was printed out, ready to be handed to CUNA management. Adrian Padgett, a member of the United Faculty and Academic Staff, or UFAS, at UW-Madison, gave the background to Tuesday's community action.
5: People are out here because the workers at CUNA Mutual Group have decided to take a strike action coming this Friday in response to delayed negotiations, stalls, retaliation. And I I think um, it sounds to me like the employer's uh, lack of good faith in the bargaining process. They've been bargaining for over 400 days now, and the employer hasn't moved off any of their proposals. They have fired the chief steward for activity um, in his union. And so now they're taking... The next step, and that next step is um, going on a ULP strike, an unfair labor practice strike.
2: But the group had no luck at the first building they went to.
6: Can can you direct us where that is? 5810.
2: That 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 one? Great. When they went to the building they had just been directed to, someone inside the lobby could be seen closing and locking the large electronic doors that served as a visitor's entrance. When the doors were opened again, the way was blocked by a CUNA security officer, who told the group that he was sorry, but that he had orders not to allow the group into the building, and if the group refused to leave, they would be guilty of trespass. After repeated but ultimately fruitless entreaties to enter, or even to deliver the petition, the group left with its petition undelivered. Rabbi Bonnie Margulis, Executive Director of Wisconsin Faith Voices for Justice, expressed disappointment.
6: I find it appalling that CUNA that, uh, Mutual's board, I guess it's the board, and the CEO are afraid to meet with a handful of peaceful people who are here just to deliver letters of support for the workers. I don't know what they're afraid of, um, but it was really dismaying.
2: Pat Race, president of SEAU Wisconsin, also expressed disappointment in CUNA management.
6: Security locked the door just before we walked up. And then um, would not admit us into the uh, lighthouse to deliver those letters, and would not even accept the letters from the community. That tells us how much commitment they have to our community and our workers. It's highly disappointing.
2: Um, how would you? I know you you have some. Uh... According to supporters of the union, a community group literally having a door shut in its face by CUNA management seemed to send a clear signal, leaving little surprise of the strike action taken today by OPEIU Local 39. A version of the story aired on WRT six o'clock news on Wednesday. For Labor Radio, I'm Greg Jaboski.
0: Today, SEIU Wisconsin and Meritor Unity Point Health reached a tentative agreement. Frank Emsbach has the story.
4: In the wee hours of this morning, the SEIU contract bargaining team and Meritor Unity Point agreed on a new contract. The parties reached agreement after the SEIU membership authorized the bargaining team to call a strike if need be. Labor Radio spoke with Pat Race, president of SEIU Wisconsin and a nurse at Meritor. 850 nurses and staff are covered by the contract. Labor Radio asked Reyes to outline how the union was able to achieve settlement.
6: The Meritor nurses have been bargaining with management since the end of January. So it took us four months and a lot of different techniques and and pressures by the, the nurses to come to a settlement. They met 22 times in the last four months across the table. We uh, ended up the last several sessions with a mediator. And after passing eight or 10 supposals across the table yesterday, uh, they came to a tentative agreement at about 3.30 this morning.
4: What were the key objectives of the union?
6: The Meritor bargaining team went into bargaining, truly feeling that we needed to have a voice at the table. Um, We needed to improve patient safety. We needed to feel like we were receiving some respect for the long-term nurses. And compensated in accordance with inflation. And so you know, the big priorities were really making a better work life balance for the nurses. Since the pandemic, we have we get notified daily, if not multiple times a day, to see if we're willing to pick up extra shifts, giving up our, our, our home life and and sacrificing our, our work life balance. And so nurses just really felt the need to to fight for what they felt was needed to make our jobs better, to make our work-life balance better, and to make sure that it, that patient safety was seen as, as important as we felt it is because, you know, nobody knows better than the nurses at the bedside how to improve safety. Is there licenses on the lines as they're trying to protect the patients and advocate for the patients?
4: Can you give the listener a specific example of a goal Achieved by the union.
6: One of the things that we, with all of the violence happening across healthcare and and increasing, we had a a seat at the safety committee's table for a nurse, and we fought hard to to get a second nurse at that table. We were able to get a second nurse at that table. A
4: ratification vote is scheduled for next week. Do you have any final comments you would like to make?
6: But, you know, the work never stops. We have several members of SEIU Wisconsin going to support the CUNY Mutual workers who go on strike this morning at 7 o'clock.
4: Thanks to Pat Race of SEIU Healthcare Wisconsin for this interview. I am Frank Emsbach for Madison Labor Radio.
6: As workers
1: at the Starbucks store on State Street in Madison gear up for a union election, management is striking back, workers say. Greg Jaboski has more.
2: The Starbucks coffee shop on State Street in downtown Madison will become the second Starbucks location in the city to join Starbucks Workers United if worker organizers there are successful in a June 1st union recognition election. On Tuesday afternoon, there was a sip-in at the store, where union and community supporters were encouraged to order a coffee that was union-strong. Here are some voices from Tuesday. Michael Jones, president of Madison Teachers Incorporated. Just supporting any worker who wants to uh, make sure they
4: have a say in how they are treated in their workplace.
0: My name is Henry Brown. I'm the uh, Madison area professional staff member for AFT Wisconsin. Here, like people are saying, to support the unionization effort. Uh, we know this is the second Starbucks in Madison that's trying to unionize, and we know that uh, Starbucks across the country has pulled out pretty much every you know union busting stop against
2: workers. So we really want to make it clear that uh, they've got community support as they're fighting for justice on their job. (laughs) And it sounds like Starbucks management is pulling out the stops at the State Street store. Labor Radio spoke yesterday to Matt Cartwright, a Starbucks shift supervisor, who said that his shop got a visitor on Wednesday. We had a uh, union buster
7: from corporate come in. Uh, She came in yesterday, she was there today, and she's there tomorrow. And her job, ostensibly according to Starbucks, her job is to, quote, give everyone the facts. Basically to come in and tell everyone the union's lying to them, this is why you should vote no. The workers took action, says Cartwright. So the first thing we did as soon as she got in the store was we actually did a march on the boss against her, where we all participated in a protected legal activity where we left the floor, um, we stopped working, and we went up to our upper cafe where she was, all of us together, and we read out a letter, basically asking her to recognize the demands the union wants. She interrupted us reading this letter to yell at customers for filming, and she then said, you know what, I have this letter, I've already seen it, don't worry and then thanked us for our courage for doing this. And then that was kind of the end of it. I mean, she had no interest outside of that listening to us or talking to us. Curry described what the visitor from corporate has been doing. Since then, she has repeatedly, um, along with our district manager, called people off of our floor She basically have these one-on-ones with them privately, where they basically say the union is lying to you. You don't have the facts right. I mean, they go so far as to tell some of our uh, female baristas quite a nice comment in which Uh, They present them with a sample ballot for the election coming up on June 1st, and they say, don't draw hearts on this ballot. Uh, (laughs) It's an official ballot. You can only mark X. It's extremely disrespectful and condescending, Um, and most of our partners have felt very offended by these conversations.
2: Cartwright was philosophical about the actions corporate management is taking. Uh, So far, this is pretty straightforward.
7: Um, Actually, for Starbucks, this is pretty mild. We're hoping it stays that way. Starbucks really likes their illegal actions, including firings and things like that. So far, their legal actions are just intimidation, which we'll take for the time being. But yes, we, we've kept Workers United updated on all of this so they can file their unfair labor practices when the time comes.
2: That was Matt Cartwright, a worker at the State Street Starbucks in Madison, who was organizing a union there. The NLRB refereed union election will be held on June 1st. The election will be held off-site during a short three-hour midday window, conditions which, according to Cartwright, are at the request of Starbucks. But Cartwright feels confident that the union vote will hold. I reached out to the State Street Starbucks Management for confirmation or to comment, where I was directed to Seattle headquarters, where I was routed to a customer service call center. Janine Ramsey conducted the Tuesday Sip-In interviews. For Labor Radio, I'm Greg Jaboski.
1: I was born in a little shack. Damn in mississippi i was raised on a lot of souls when i hear james Brown.
0: With so many businesses and workers forming unions lately, there's a lot of discussion surrounding the idea of a union. But what is a union? Labor Radio reporter Abigail Levins spoke with labor historian and labor radio producer Frank Emsbach about the simple definition of a union and what you need to know about them. I'm here today with Frank Emsbach to help people develop a better understanding of what a union is. To start, let's talk about what is a union.
4: A union is any group of people that gets together to work together to bargain collectively that is together not one at a time to achieve whatever they need at work generally speaking in the united states the unions are a legal entity there are many many laws that define their scope of activity what unions can do legally in other countries there are other types of laws that require or the employers to actually bargain with unions in this country, it's a little bit more complicated, but unions are regulated by the National Labor Relations Act, as well as by state law for public sector unions.
5: And why why is it important to have a union?
4: Because if you're one person, and it's funny, speaking to the employer, you don't usually get very far. When you're many people and you're speaking with one voice, often it's possible to get the employer to listen to you and respect your your wishes.
5: And what is something that people should know about a union if they're considering unionizing themselves?
4: What they should know is that it's not so easy and that the employer may or may not be interested in working with you. In the private sector, when we're talking about unions, we're talking about changing the amount of wealth that the private employer is getting. And so they're generally resistant to sharing that wealth and the public sector is often issues of control of the job and the job content since the public sector is obviously public but the administrators are also concerned about their budgets and generally are resistant so a union is a form that brings workers together that allows workers to cooperate with each other and raise certain issues but it is not a guarantee that the employer will agree with you
5: and what about people who maybe aren't going to be part of a union how can they support people who are in unions?
4: Well, they can support people who are in the union by uh, verbally saying we agree with you, uh, sending letters to the employer saying we agree with you. If there is a strike, not crossing a picket line. And in general, uh, basically the best thing they could do would be to join the union.
5: Anything else that you want to share about unions? I think
4: that it's important to understand that unions are made up of the people who work in a particular place. The union is not separate from the workplace or separate from the workers. It is not a third party anymore at all. It is the people who actually work there. It is not something coming from the outside. It's coming from the inside. And a good union is a group of people who sincerely work with all of their members, come up with a consensus position on whatever their issues are, and honestly try to achieve some settlement with the employer. Unions are also profoundly democratic. They bring rights to people in the workplace. You have rights as a union member that you do not have. Throughout the United States, people are called employees at will. The employer can fire people, any, for any reason in this country. But when you have a union, you have something where the employer has to negotiate with the union before a discharge. That's in a very, very important right. And that only exists when you have a union and a contract.
0: There are several unions in Madison, including some for teaching assistants, teachers, many skilled building workers, Vindorf and Starbucks. That was Frank Emsbach, and I'm Abby Elevens, reporting for Labor Radio.
1: The letter carrier food drive was held on Saturday last week. The food drive had not been held the last three years locally due to the pandemic and short staffing at the postal office. The result was a significant decline in collections to about 25% of the peak year. The final volumes this year are not yet known. Still a large amount of food was collected. Labor Radio interviewed Helen Osborne Sanatis, director of the River Food Pantry, to discuss the food drive.
8: The food drive was not held the last three years due to both the pandemic and short staffing at the Postal Service. How did you feel that the food drive went?
5: We were very excited to be involved with it and to be invited and selected to help pick up at the Hilldale location. We're very thankful that United States Postal Service reached out to us to be involved. Our staff who were there were able to bring back just over 1,300 pounds of non-perishable items, which we have been serving this week already in our groceries.
8: Was it the Postal Service or was it the litter carrier union that reached out to you to get involved?
5: It was Pat Lee.
8: He is a member of the local branch 507 of the National Association of Litter Carriers. A lot of other unions get involved too. And United Way helps out with the organizing and the AFL-CIO also does. What is the best way for people to contact you in case they are in need of a food pantry service?
5: It really depends on what people need. The best way to learn about our programs is to visit our website.
8: Riverfoodpantry.org?
5: Yes. Under the services tab, you'll be able to find out more about our curbside groceries, our prepared meals, our mobile meals, our delivery program, as well as our online ordering option.
8: And there's also a phone number, I understand.
5: Our phone number is... 608 442 8815. And another helpful resource is to call the United Way number at 211.
8: Is there anything else you would like to share with listeners?
5: With the food drive for next year, keep a lookout for the publicity. And so you can include food for your carrier. Food pantries around Dane County, and I can only imagine around the country, are all experiencing higher demand for their services as more people are in need of groceries and meals. So please reach out.
0: IBEW Local 2304 represents workers at mg e Nate Resmussen, local president and business manager, spoke to Carol Wydell about the contract that originally expired at the end of April. The parties extended the contract twice. What's the most recent extension period?
9: We're going to be going through June 5th. Any progress right now? Um, We're able to get a lot of our smaller items taken care of both the companies and the union. We presented our wage proposal uh, about three weeks ago, and we haven't heard a response from the company on that yet. We also proposed some retirement increases to keep us up with our peers in the industry, and we haven't heard any response on that yet either. Were there any innovative proposals? We did have a proposal, uh, well, a couple of, like workforce planning proposals. One was about limiting the number of contractors MG&E would have um, for long periods of time. Because we see a trend in adding contractors over the years and been able to explain to the company that these contractors are costing more money, especially when you're keeping them year-round and the quality of work that mg and IBW 2304 members do is, is just uh, better for A lot of reason, experience, and familiarity with the grid that we work on, for one, and the pride in our work that we have working in our own community here.
6: Is there anything in the contract that has to do with climate change?
9: We also have a new proposal relating to good green jobs, solar technicians that would work mostly on the landscaping out of our new solar fields in the Madison area. That person was going to be working with pollinators and handling all the landscaping out there, and MG also rejected that proposal, basically stating that there wasn't enough work right now for a position like that. So right now, we contract out that work, too, and I think that we could have a good community, a local uh, family-supporting job here that would be the person handling all of the Well, mowing for one, but then one of the big benefits to the solar field, other than the green energy, is it provides the pollinator habitat for our community, which we all know is important right now. This person would be also working on managing all of those uh, habitats. What else
6: is on the table?
9: MG&E actually has a proposal at the table right now for IDW 2304 to give up their right to bargain over healthcare, which is... Something that we're really not interested in, and we're hoping that that's not really a serious proposal of theirs, although they've said it's important. Being able to bargain health care is kind of uh, one of the cornerstones of being in a union and not knowing what our costs might be from uh, year to year, even month to month, is a, a big deal.
1: That was reporter Carol Weidel speaking to IBEW. What's Nate? the most
9: recent extension period?
0: Nate Rasmussen. Here's an announcement about an upcoming teacher's rally in support of the governor's budget and full funding for education.
5: My name is Peggy Wurtz Solson. I am a high school art and English teacher, and I'm serving as the president of the Wisconsin Education Association Council. We are holding a rally on Saturday, May 20th at the Wisconsin State Capitol, 2 o'clock and it's a rally to support Governor Evers' budget. The way to show your support for teachers is by standing with us at the rally to really show that support for the governor's budget and funding our public schools. If you wanna honor teachers, help to keep them in the classrooms. Stand with us in supporting full funding for our public schools.
1: And now we hear from a worker at Journey Mental Health on why they are a union member.
5: Hi, I'm
1: Michelle Miller. I'm a case manager at Journey Mental Health Center. I'm a part of AFSCME, and I'm the union president of my local, and I am part of a union because I think it's very important for clinicians providing mental health care to be well taken care of by their employers so that they can stay and provide quality care to the consumers.
0: Thanks for listening to Madison Labor Radio. I'm Scott McCullough. Thanks to editor Frank Spack, assistant Robin G., reporters Greg Jaboski, Sean Hagerup, Anna Hamm, Janine Ramsey, Abigail Levens, Carol Weidel, and damage control specialist Joanne Powers. Special thanks to Keith Steffen, our reader coordinator, web poster Anya Lee, and to all our readers and the members of IBEW Local 2304 WORT Staff Collective.
1: And I'm Victoria Gutierrez. We also would like to thank all of the generous contributors to Labor Radio and WORT. Please stay tuned for the Blues Cruise with Dave Watts and the Professor Bill Clark.